Hello everyone and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent book club. Uh, I think we're on part the fourth of our podcasts, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. If I've lost count by four, who knows where I'll be by 25. Anyway, uh, we have spent a day or two in chapter one, part one, face to face. I hope that's giving you some meaningful moments of prayer as you've read and thought about that half of the chapter and we move on to the second half of the chapter uh tomorrow uh before well from now really tonight it's tuesday night so you can move on now if you're still awake um and then we'll move on into chapter two on thursday so heart to heart um you know before we get into some of the techniques that we're going to be talking about, some of the different types of prayer, I wanted to stop for a moment over this issue of being honest and being real. I I, I think you're probably getting the gist now that God doesn't want you to be something you're not. He doesn't want you to feel that you've got to um, earn uh, his presence or that you've somehow got to show up with something spectacular when you pray. But I wanted to pick up just one more thing about honesty and that's this whole business of actually telling God how we feel and even as I say it I can hear you all I can hear a sort of a collective duh from around the uh, around the country because of course we should tell God how we feel but you know what we tend not to uh, sometimes um, let me uh, I suppose uh, people would often say well God knows doesn't he I'd show up for prayer God knows exactly how I'm feeling What's the point of telling him what he already knows? And for me, I would use an analogy that has been helpful to me over the years. Uh, if you are fortunate enough to have a close friendship or relationship partnership in your life, you'll know that uh, when things aren't good between you, you both know, you know, if, if you're miffed about something or if the other person's frustrated about something you both know you could probably both make a fair stab at guessing what the issue is and you'd probably be right but it doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be said and when you spend time together if it's not said it is the elephant in the room isn't it it is the heaviness in the air it is the tension it is the unspoken thing and you know it's much the same actually with God in prayer I think we could sit there and say well you know exactly what's happening in me you know how I feel you know it better than I do uh, so I'm just going to get on with the business I am just going to plunge in with the the worship the intercession all the other things but do you know what let's just gloss over how I feel because right now uh, I'm not feeling great maybe uh, well uh, you could do that but let me tell you prayer prayer isn't anywhere near as rich renewing restoring if you do that there's a beautiful verse in psalm 42 psalm 42 verse 7 uh, says deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls and one of the things i've been doing over the last year or so probably is using the passion translation to just bring some freshness to my reading of the bible and that verse is rendered beautifully in the passion translation my deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love and that sentence that's it right there that idea that when I stop for a moment and I take time to say God this is how I am this is how I feel this is what's going on in me 
at this moment as I begin my prayers, uh, something in me opens up to the deep kindness of God in return. It isn't that God isn't kind and that God doesn't love me if I don't do that. It's just that I don't get the op- give him the opportunity rather f- to express that to me if I don't stop and say this is how I feel. You know, I've, we've been getting here over the years as a society, I think, haven't we? I remember a few years ago uh, hearing teachers talking about sort of feeling circles, you know, times when kids could sit around and just uh, in a non-judgmental atmosphere express this is how I feel at the moment. Um the increasing awareness of things like mindfulness you know it's a huge part of mindfulness is simply saying right now this is how I feel this is how I feel physically this is how I feel emotionally this is what's going on in me that connecting with oneself that renewed level of self-awareness not just plowing on regardless and ignoring oneself but taking time to value yourself enough to say this is how I feel. And for me, that has been revolutionary in my praying. And as I, whether I am stopping to pray for, for five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, or even 30 seconds as I'm dashing somewhere, simply uh, stopping to think, even for the briefest moment, what is my deep need? What do I want to say about where I'm at at the moment? Uh, not because... I want to make it all about me, me, me. People get a bit worried. You know, I don't want to become selfish. I don't want it all to be about me. There's loads of needs in the world and I just need to get on with praying for all the people that need things. Well, you can do that. But I promise you that there is a depth of connection that comes when we stop to be honest, when we stop to open our hearts, even if it's for the shortest time, in order to allow God to pour his love into us, pour his love right into the centre of us, to how to who we are and to how we are. Um, let me finish with this thought, because uh, I could go on about this forever, but you don't need me to do that. Um, we're going to come later in the book to the story of the prodigal son, but there's one fact about that story that endlessly saddens me whenever I read it, and I think it's probably meant to sadden me because I think it saddens God. You know that um, verse in the Passion that I was the Psalm forty two in the Passion goes on to say that the waterfall, the what, sorry, the waterfall of your weeping, the waves have swept over my soul. Uh, that's not a word for word quote, but I don't have it in front of me. Uh, and for me, that idea that when I express my need. God responds with weeping. What what an astonishing thought that is. That if I'm not great, God doesn't want me just to plough on and say, well, I'm fine, no, I'm fine, I'm going to present, let's get on with the prayer. I'm fine, I'm fine. God wants to sit with me and he is saddened by my sadness. That's a very deep and precious thought. Um, um, the, the thing about the prodigal son story for me is that sense that, that both sons didn't really believe that their father loved them. The youngest son didn't believe it. He thought his father would be happy to let him just become a servant. The older son didn't believe it because he didn't think his father cared about him at all, really. What a deep, sad and (laughs) tragic reality that those two sons who had the kindest, loveliest father in the world didn't know that they were loved, didn't stop long enough to say, this is what I'm feeling 
didn't allow him to speak into that. I hope and pray that no matter what goes on for the next few weeks for you, you will regularly make time to express your deep need in order that the deep kindness of his love might flood in over you. Amen.